Hi everyone and welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it four episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we did episodes five through eight of Uncontrollably Fond. Ooh, what a cute little drama. I don't think I would have watched it on my own. Yeah, I well, it was a recommendation, and I f- so there is a part of me that feels pretty confident that we would have circled around to it eventually because it is. It seems to be like a mid two thousand tens classic. Um, two thousand teens is that what we call it? Tens or teens? Call them tens. Okay, um, it's a two thousand tens classic, and it was. I don't know. It's like it's the only Kim Woo Bin drama that I am, like, I guess his most famous romance drama. I don't really know anything else off the top of my head that I've seen kind of floating around that he's in. But yeah, it's, uh, so I feel like we would have circled around to it because that's fair. It's It's pretty famous. It's referenceable, I assume. Mm -hmm. It's very good. I really like it. I also really like it. I just think it's not something that I would pick up and stick with if I were watching it, not for the podcast, because there's just so many broken people and they're all messing with each other's lives and I can't handle it. You guys need to communicate a little bit better. Just like, just like a minute of therapy. Like, like if you guys (laughs) go ahead and uh, sort through your own shit and then try and insert yourselves into other people's lives, much appreciated. That'd be great. Much, much appreciated. Yep. Yeah, that I think what's kind of hard for me to track is how any, or I guess at what level any character is pursuing relationships with another character at any given time. Because obviously everyone's in love with each other constantly. They're all beautiful. Who wouldn't be, honestly? <laughs> but it is the level, of, or I guess the pursuit, and how each of them are feeling at any given point in time. Because each of the male or I guess the male lead and then the secondary male lead, um, so each of the male leads, at multiple points throughout these last four episodes, and in total the eight episodes that we've watched, have been pursuing and actively avoiding no at so just, you know, in turns, constantly, I never know exactly who wants a relationship with whom ever. Like, it's hard to pity a girl when you're like... Wow, it's so hard to be just a poor nobody and have these two extremely rich, extremely handsome men pursuing you for, like, years and years. Wow. Throw you a pity party. But for real, like, their their emotional abuse of her is never-ending, nonstop. (laughs) That's what I was gonna say. I was like, they gaslight her pretty much constantly. Every other episode. I think that we I can give credit to our male lead, uh, Jun Young, is that right? Mm-hmm. Jun Young, because he seems to gaslight her marginally less than Jite. Yeah. So I guess if we're going on a scale of who is slightly less emotionally damaging. Yeah, I'm in a hard butt with both of them. So... Jun Young has had this life of, like, being this emotionally repressed, like, grumpy teen to a single mom who just decided fairly young that he was going to give up his dreams and all his happiness in his life to save this girl. 
which is honorable, I guess, in a way. But in sacrificing his life and his happiness, he decided to just, like, lean into the Oscar the Grouch, be a grump always, and it seems like we're seeing him at this turning point where he is he got this terminal diagnosis and he's like, I want to be a person again. I want to make relationships and talk to people. And now that he's ready, nobody's willing to listen to him. So he starts like, he's struggling with constantly reverting back to his like grumpy, protective exterior. So I don't know. It's an interesting one to watch. I don't love it. Uh, we've had so many emotionally stunted leads in the past that I think I'm more used to it. But, like, Jite, we're gonna need to figure something out with this boy. Cause, like, I love to hate how much I love a secondary lead. I think it's very problematic to have so many love triangles, but Mm -hmm. that's a thing that K-dramas do. And most of the time, they're like, what if we have a secondary lead that you just absolutely fall in love with? And I hate it a little bit because I just want the female lead to be with the secondary male lead. This one is like, what if he's super nice, but he's also like conning her and also he's in love with her, but he will never be with her and like is also definitely trying to control every single aspect of her life. It does feel a bit like he's the male lead in this situation. I'm more used to uh, that particular mess that level of mess being associated with the male lead which is why i usually prefer the secondary male lead so yeah it's it is i 100 percent agree with you it is very conflicting i guess how i even actually feel about him because i do think he's a good guy i just don't think he knows how to do the right thing or maybe he's just unwilling to do the right thing maybe he's just that level of selfish that um it can't walk away, but also refuses to hurt his family in the way that it would hurt them by trying to be with her um, and expose them to a really tough situation. Tough is the under <laughs> underestimate understatement. Wow, understatement. There it that is. was a hard. Yeah, Oof. Um, that is the understatement of the Kate drama. But uh, we'll call it a tough situation. It would expose them to. It's a toughie, but like. Because he is the secondary male lead and not the, the, the male lead, I'm just kind of done with his mess and I want him off the show. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing, right? You can't have the secondary male lead be the biggest mess because then no one feels conflicted. You just want him gone. Yeah. No conflict there. Please mm-hmm. leave. See yourself out. Um, yikes. But then, I don't know, but then you feel moments of, like, real heart-wrenching pity for him. When he's on the treadmill with his father and he's like, my quote-unquote friend has a brother and they're both in love with the same woman and one of them can't be with her because he's not good enough because his father did something bad to her father. Putting it lightly, again, understatement of the century. And you're like, okay, I see why you think you can't be with her and why you think you don't deserve her. That's pretty valiant of you. But also, could you stop, like, leading her along? Feels like you've been, like, taking care of her in this role that has gone so far that she proposed to you. Yeah. And you're not willing to, like, take it any further. Yeah. That's you cruel. Pretty, it, is, it is leading her on because it gives her this expectation that she can count on him. And then 
um, taking it away, but then continually representing it because he can't just turn her down and then uh, walk away from the situation. It's this is one of the more complicated relationships I've seen, and it's one of those things where if if relationships get too complicated in a K drama, for me, I start to check out of it a little bit. Like I get really, really frustrated because to me, it genuinely is not worth it. And it's one of those things where they, in K dramas, they always go back to who, who they, it, you can't help who you love. And it's, it's a great love. And I can't stop thinking about this person. But I, I don't know. When it gets too complicated, I check out of the romance part of it and my, like, real uh, brain who and my real brain protects myself real hard if things get too complicated in real life i also check out of those situations and i'm like you know there are other people in this world that are lovable and good and you know maybe she's just not for you buddy yeah i don't know it is it's a lot to unpack um for sure yeah like you said i think therapy would help him yeah i yeah, think yeah. maybe there's an opportunity to realize <laughs> that he may have attached himself to, like, I don't know how they met, but potentially one of the first people who talked to him like a person after he decided not to get, not to go through with his arranged marriage. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you the know, timeline's lined up. One thing I will give him, I don't know how he inserted himself into the situation later, but he did witness her almost get killed by something that Jun Young did. So I do understand why he maybe doesn't think Jun Young should be with her also. But, yeah, but it definitely is coming off as like, I don't want anybody to be with you because I want to be with you, but not mm -hmm. in that way. But also in that way, for sure. Hey, bud. Hey, hey, bud. You can't. You need to not anymore. You need to just go. I'm so done with Jite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, the more we've talked about it, the more I am ready. I'm really glad we have this podcast where we can process our actual feelings about the secondary male lead. Because, I mean, this is an important moment in play on K history. I do not care for the secondary male lead at all, all of mm -hmm. a sudden. And that is big for me. Finally. Finally, I'm rooting for a primary male lead, <laughs> who I am so sad for constantly. I'm so sad for, and I just want him to keep trying, I guess. Mm -hmm. So far, he hasn't given up. But. Yeah. But like I said, it feels like he's undoing years and years of his own bad behavior. So, like, mm -hmm. he's living in a mess that he created. It is definitely all his fault that people don't like him and don't trust him. So, you got to keep doing the work. You got to keep putting in the hours and showing up for people and telling them you care. And I'm proud of him. I feel like he's doing that. Yeah. That said, I get really sad for him that no one will believe him yeah, or listen to, to him or take what he says at the value with which he says it, especially his mom, because I so far have still not been given evidence that her resentment of him is the level of resentment is warranted. It still doesn't feel justified. Yeah, you're his mom. Get the fuck over it. He's not a prosecutor. Sorry about it. Is it worth not having a son because right now you like she's said a million times she doesn't have a son there is no relationship there is that really what you want is that what you've always dreamed of a prosecutor yeah. or nothing i don't get it i don't approve of it mm -mm. and even if he didn't 
tell you or consult you before he decided to not become a prosecutor and drop out of school. I guess, really, at the end of the day, it's his life, and that's his decision. I My individualistic American is showing right now, <laughs> for sure. But it feels like something you would fight about for a few days, maybe a few weeks, probably not ten years. But I guess hold the grudge until he dies. That's going to be psychologically fun to sort through later <laughs> for you. So, can we recommend therapy? It may be worth your while. <laughs> what if therapy? What if therapy? Um, yeah, I still can't stand his mom. She got marginally better in this these episodes where she actually worried about him going missing and she let him come into her restaurant and she talked to Noel. I think there was a really neat moment where she said to Noel, like, at least you know where you stand. And like, that hurts. I'm very much done with the cast system in this drama. Mm -hmm. Can we please stop? But also, she's the only one who you can see where she's coming from with that because she was really hurt by the cast system. Yeah, she was on the receiving end of that problematic system. Yeah, and she doesn't want Noel to go through the same things. That's so pure. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like, I don't know, hopefully we see more of that part of her character come out, the empathetic part of her character, and not the also building a protective wall around herself part. But, you know. But, you know. Who's <laughs> to say? Without therapy. Say, how are these people going to make it? Um, in, was it episode five that Noel just, or was it six, that Noel just gets absolutely hammered? I think it was five. Mm. Oh, no. The end of episode five, I wrote, GT covers his face two minutes after they're surrounded by paparazzi. He was very slow on that, on the decision making of, uh, whether he wanted to be seen or not. Yeah, a little late, I guess, uh, <laughs> think everyone already took your picture. Yeah, you may as well actually commit at this point, honestly, because that's it, bud. It was that drama moment of, like, music starts playing as he's thinking, and you're like, that's not how time works. They already have mm -hmm. your picture. You've been, yep. you've been photographed. Anyways, um, yes. Episode six, I believe, is when she gets drunk and I cannot stand her. Yeah, um, I think maybe the hardest part really, I, it was supposed to be the hardest part. This isn't, I'm not bringing a hot, fresh take to this moment, <laughs> but listening to her cry on the phone to Jite about how much she wants to be with him in front of Jun Young. That was, I was crawling out of my skin and also so sad for Jun Young because he was trying really genuinely his effort was maybe a little bit hit and miss you know maybe don't yeah. uh hand someone a giant bear at a concert in front of millions of your fans um we'll say millions we'll say there was multi-million fans there <laughs> it's the biggest auditorium <laughs> you've ever seen Ugh. yeah that was a rough moment that was a rough moment buddy yeah, uh, that said, he's not maybe thinking with his most rational mind about what's going on. And, um, yeah, so. He has to it, sit through that? Yeah, you're, you're, you're drunk. I get it. We've all, 
I have done a good hard cry in <laughs> in bathrooms, usually not on the beach, thank goodness, uh, in the cold. Usually my good hard drunk cries are in way less uh, somehow glamorous situations, but <laughs> if you can believe, <laughs> if you can believe that, but yeah, just gonna go ahead and put him through that and then I'll throw up. Actually, you know, honestly, it maybe hurt the most because I just related so much to Trunk. Oh, no. No, like, I just, who's the, if you are your best self when you're drunk, how about shoot us an email and let me know about, <laughs> about that, so. Yeah, I think, see, and I think that could have been a really cool turning point for her, like, the final release of all of her love for GTA and being like, you rejected me twice now. That was rough. Please take me back. And he doesn't say anything. A third rejection. Three strikes, you're out. She's done with it. Palette cleansed. I'm over it. But then, even in these four episodes, she's like, I'm still gonna be in love with Jite. And that's what I want to do. And I'm like, see, now you're a clown. And I absolutely do not support you. Yeah. Also, maybe it's realistic that... It's going this way, but something profoundly unromantic to me is watching someone be in love with someone else and then settle for the other person. And we don't know that it's going to feel like settling yet, because she hasn't even attempted to settle. Eh, there was a minute that she kind of did. Um, but yeah, it doesn't... I don't know. I'm trying to think of the way they could make it feel like she chose Jun Young over Jite. I'm trying to figure out how we'll get there in a way that feels right to me. Feels like, yeah, because even if GTA leaves, which is what I was going to say, it doesn't necessarily change her feelings about him, and that's what needs to change. Yeah, and heaven knows that if she finds out he's sick first, before she realizes she has feelings for him, then we're in a whole new field of psychology. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, she does... Maybe a little bit have the power to cure him. He did get a dizzy spell. We were worried for a moment. You know me, I love a damsel in distress, so I was waiting for him to fall and her to come save him. Because damsel in distress can go both ways. <laughs> but he's fine. Through the power of love, he's okay. Mm -hmm. Thank God. <laughs> I'm so over that. Do not do that. Okay. She cannot yeah. cure him. No, yeah, don't even give us even a remote amount of hope that this is going to go well, because I am I am building a protective layer around myself where his life is concerned. I've been working since episode one, since the first 15 minutes where they let us know, yeah, he did. He does have an, a terminal illness, and you are going to be hurt by this by the end of the K-drama. So if y'all could just not even dangle the hope of him making himself better by simply looking at her, that would be, I just don't, I can't. <laughs> I can't handle it. You're going to need to tone it down a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, I guess it was for the best. It's for the best if she doesn't find out he's sick before she finds out if she actually is in love with him genuinely and authentically. Mm -hmm. It's just hard to watch. Um, yeah, Jun Young's very bad at romance. Yeah, he is trying his hardest, too. He even tried to appeal to baby brother, and baby brother was not having it. And it, once again, really doubled down on how sad I am for 
Jun Young and how n- absolutely no one will be on his side or believe him. There's no one on his side in this. Yeah. Zero people. But then sometimes there's moments like when he, their, their first kiss, when he says, listen to nobody but me, don't believe anybody but me. And then he says, I love you. And then he kisses her. And my sir, that is not what needs to happen in this moment. No. I, mm, you know, I'm always here for the romance. But Jun Young, you're doing bad. This is not romantic. Mm-mm. It is a little controlling. It's, it feels a little bit like an abusive relationship to say don't listen to anybody but me. Yeah, no, she should listen to lots of other people, and most especially herself, and what she believes is true. And that's okay if she wants to do that. You can slowly, slowly add yourself to the list of people she trusts. I think you can do that if you keep working hard. You do not get to skip the line and just throw an I love you card and try and be the one she trusts the most. That's cheating. Sorry, bud. I know that you're on, you have a pretty strict time frame here. You still can't cut the line. I know, buddy. We want you to, but <laughs> she's not ready for it. And that's not how love works. Ooh, that's rough to watch. Cause I want them to be in love, but you can't secretly count to ten in your head and give someone the silent treatment for like a day, two days, three days. I guess he was missing for half of the time. So, like, three solid days, he's given her the silent treatment, and now he's in love with her. Like, buddy, do you not see why she might not be into it? (laughs) She might not buy your story, my friend. My friend. (laughs) I want to support them, but I hate them both so much. Yeah, they are... This is just a lot, you know? (laughs) Yeah. We needed 20 episodes. They wouldn't have made mm-hmm. it with 16. Nope. I don't know how they're going to pull it together. Because I do believe they're going to fall in love, and I'm going to believe it 100% with all my heart. But we're going to need some time to get there. We're going to need a lot of time. We're going to need approximately 12 more episodes. Yeah. Um. How do we feel about the dad? Like, where are we at with, with dad? Uh, Jaehyun Jun is that his Choi. name? Choi Hyun Jun? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm back to sort of liking him. It's so hard. <laughs> what a complicated character. Wow, the, the, this show is rife with just very dynamic, complicated, gray area characters. It's all of them. They're all that's there. That's why I don't like it. That's why I wouldn't watch this show on my own. Because I am a simpleton. I... <laughs> I'm a Disney baby. I need good people and bad people. I need real villains. And this show doesn't have any. It has the mom who frustrates me to no end. It has every single character being in love with every other character. And then it has this dad. And even his wife, who's like in the running, she has entered the race for being the real villain of the show. Yeah, she has. These two problematic puppies who are not real villains, who are just people, who are being problematic in a lot of ways, and I want to hate them with my whole heart, and I can't. Just Mm-mm. allow me some hatred. Please, drama. Please. Yeah, no, um, what is up with these semi-realistic flaws? Because there's a lot of them. I can't. I can't keep watching it. 
I can't watch this wife, like, sort of emotionally abuse her husband, but also be like, I'm pretty sure he's cheating on me again, and I don't know what the trigger was. I don't know if something happened, but I'm worried the only way I can keep him around and keep our good, healthy relationship that we've been maintaining for so many years alive is by faking sickness. You know what scares me about her the most, maybe, though? Um, though the emotional manipulation of her husband using her illnesses is for sure up there. Probably that she knows everything. Yeah. Because she even, she is one of two characters, aside from the doctor, who's so tertiary that he doesn't really count. So she is one of two characters in this K-drama that knows that Jun Young is very, very terminally ill. How? Why? What is happening? How do you know all these things? I I hate it. Because, yeah, she doesn't seem good. She doesn't seem like a chill lady. To be fair, I do think that as problematic as it is that she may or may not be excited about Shin Jin Young being sick, she does seem like she might, like, back off of him as far as, like, okay, he's got his own problems and he'll be gone soon. So, like... I won't worry about my husband potentially, like, finding out he has this illegitimate child. Yeah, like, she's maybe not going to try to make his life harder, ideally, perhaps, possibly. Which seems like she might have otherwise. I don't know. I don't know where that storyline is going. But how? How does she know everything? Yeah. Rough. Um, But yeah, sorry I derailed us. Che Hyunju is... I want to stop liking him. I want him to be worse. Yeah, like we both. I mean, it's because he's a, it's because he's a dope dad, right? That's why we like him, because he, he's not necessary. And I mean, he's sort of standing up for what's right, but kind of too little, too late. It's been a while, you know. Yeah, he's it's definitely too little, too late. He's definitely too weak-willed to like sacrifice his career to be a good person. So definitely, career-wise, not a great man. But he's killing it in the dad department. He is he's a, such a great good dad. dad. Yeah. He's honestly not that bad a husband either. Mm-mm. Like, I know that we have talked in the past about, like, or at least Noel has been like, Ew, going to hostess bars, not great, bud. But mm-hmm. we unraveled that. We found out he's got some heartache. He has no closure. And he doesn't do anything that sketchy. He just sits with her, which is a form of emotional cheating, I would say. Emotional, um, what's a much more adult word for cheating? Emotional... Adultery? Yeah. Perfect. I don't know. <laughs> it's the most adult word for <laughs> cheating. It has the word adult in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's problematic. Yeah, 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 for sure, but... You know, realistic flaws. Realistic to to most extents. Can we ever actually say that there's realistic flaws inside of a K-drama? Hard to say. I'm going to keep calling them realistic flaws, though. And he has them. He has them. It feels like, yeah, realistic, maybe over the top a lot. But maybe he needs therapy? <laughs> what if therapy? What if he talked to a counselor about how he never got over his past love and he's not appreciating the woman who gave him kids and a beautiful life that he'd always wanted? Yeah. And she's no nice how, enough. 
hard he tries, he can't get over his past love. Yeah. You know, I know we talked about this last week, but I do want to bring up timelines again. I want to bring <laughs> up timelines of when people were born. Okay. Um, Rough. So one thing that indicates even more to me that Jite is older than... Is the older of the siblings, the oldest including Jun Young. Mm-hmm. Very much an indicator is when he is doing his treadmill speech and he talks about how the younger brother Rant is is went ahead and decided to just go ahead and date the girl anyway, you know? And I thought when they were having the world's weirdest lunch in Nari's apartment. Oh yeah, but that Jun Young said you're so much older you need to like leave her to date someone closer to her own age or something similar to that yeah what what if okay hear me out what if jite isn't uh mr choi's son i can't remember his name we just talked about choi hyun june it's either june or june yeah Mm -hmm. one of the two i'll find it in my (laughs) notes eventually Um, but what if he is the older, or what if he is not the, what if he's not his son, is what I'm trying to get at. That would make sense. Yeah. If he's, a uh, stepson? Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things where they just never told him, you know? They were just, he got raised as his son, and he was there, and he was a really present dad, and he loves him a lot, and he takes care of him, and... It would be like the Yuna dating thing, where it would solve some problems... And create others. Where I feel mm-hmm. like he might think for a second, like, oh, then I can date Noel because this dude's not my father. But, like, he's definitely still your dad. Yeah. He's been there for you. You still care about his welfare and what happens to him. And if the woman who's been trying to end his career actually gets to do that. and It wouldn't really solve anything. No... But nope. it makes sense. I don't know. It would <laughs> it would make sense in a way, but I just especially with how conservative a lot of the stuff on this drama is, I can't imagine Che Hyunjin marrying a woman who has a kid. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Who is Well Jite? it's either that or he cheated on her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is weird. Like I <laughs> Like, that they had a kid, and then while he was in college, he was working at the bar that he met Young Ok. <sighs> but, I don't know, I just imagine Young Ok would be not so hung up on their relationship if she found out he was a married-with-kids man. Like, he had a family at home. Like, maybe. I feel like that would be a better reason to step back than just being like, we come from two different worlds, you're so rich. Yeah, that's a deal breaker for sure. Um, for all of you out there, if your significant other has a family, it's kind of a deal breaker unless that's pre-negotiated with you and at least one of uh, the members of that family and that member does have to be in a specific position. <laughs> it can't be one of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Yeah, she has talked so much. Young Ak has talked so much about that they were just from different levels of society, and that's why they couldn't be together. She never once was like, also, the kid thing. And somebody's like, what? The kid? Did you just say the kid thing? And she's like, yes, he had a wife and child. 
Um, <laughs> and so that also played into my decision to take Jun Young and uh, do s- y- something else. Hi- hide him away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would think that would be a lot of it. I would think that would actually be more influential than the the difference in how much money you guys had. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. <laughs> Hard to say. Hard, Hard to, to say. say. We can't make these decisions for you. <laughs> Maybe we'll find out eventually where Jute came from. Who's this are man? You Jute? Maybe that's why his family's so desperately trying to ship him off with Youngun. Be like, yeah. hey, bud, we don't know where you came from, but you need to get out of here. Go off with this girl. She seems nice enough. And yeah. she does. She actually seems quite fine. Um, I think what gets me is that time she killed someone in a car accident and then drove away hit and run style and then got away clean with it. That does, that aspect of her t- personality does bother me a touch. I did maybe forget about that. <laughs> I did forget about that because, okay, that's not my fault. The drama really does not bring that up as often as it should. No, they do need to remind us more often that she is, uh, she has done a murder. I do feel like Jite, knowing that she has done a murder, has definitely been a lot about like, I just don't want to marry you because I'm not in love with you. Could you also include maybe in brackets, parentheses, (laughs) under your breath? And I don't think I'll ever fall in love with you because you're a murderer. Because <laughs> you did a murder. You did a murder, and I'm not into... That is a a checkbox for me. That's a turnoff, the, for yeah, sure. Yeah, big, big turnoff. Um, I think he's the only one who knows he knows, also. Yeah. I And maybe he thinks it would put his father in danger if he told her to her face that he knows she's done a murder, which I guess would de-necessitate the whole not dating. No, well, I don't know, though. I guess I don't know the logic for not coming clean about knowing about murder. You know, there's a level where I can understand that once the prosecution decided to prosecute someone else and not uh, the actual murderer, that he would worry about his father's image, you know, coming forward with that stuff. But at the same time, I also, there is a part of me that's like, isn't it a moot point? Honestly. But they're getting married, so that's fine. Yeah, I guess they're going to go ahead and get married, because um, <laughs> she doesn't care that he yeah. doesn't love her, which is he doesn't always care interesting. That she's a murderer. Yeah. We're just going to go forward with the wedding and pretend this is a normal thing. I mean, I don't want either of them in the show, so if we could just yeet them off. Yeah, what if they get married and they go away? That's kind of a win-win. <laughs> what? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I just I don't even know why the writers don't listen to us. <laughs> Six just years after the K drama comes out, <laughs> just go. Um, okay, one last thing, and then I'm done. Okay. Okay, but okay. I just read in my notes: Have you ever platonically straddled a male friend on their couch in their living room and just been like, "I'm not attracted to you." I doubt you'll be attracted to me after this. I'm just going to jump on you because we're play fighting. This is normal behavior. I can 100% tell you that I have never um, platonically play fought or platonically jumped on a friend and straddled him and then just kind of, you know, didn't think about what position that puts every person in the situation in. 
Cool, just double checking. That's not just <laughs> a about- me thing. Yeah, okay, cool. I was going, I just wanted to re- reciprocate that question. I'm glad that we're both on the same page. That maybe if she was especially doing it with someone who recently confessed attraction to her, that uh, perhaps maybe it was crossing a line, or if it's not crossing a line, then there's just some heavy implications there, you know? It's a bold move for someone whose proposal you just rejected. Mm-hmm. But okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. 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 Kind of thought that would be a fine moment for a first kiss. Very romantic. She initiated it. Seems I thought okay. it would be the moment. Also, there is a monkey part in my brain that's like play fight is kind of a good sexy time for a first kiss. But I guess that's just me, writers. Yep. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. They're building the tension, that's for they're sure. They're building the tension. And then they're going to give you the first kiss later that night. 20 minutes that's, later. Yeah. Sloppy, wet, crying first kiss that immediately everyone walks away unhappy and unfulfilled from. Two timelines we have here. (laughs) And why did the writers choose that one? (laughs) Just curious. Really feels like if they had kissed on the couch, there could have been a moment of awakening of some feelings buried deep inside of both of them. I don't know, you know, I don't write dramas. Yeah, that's the tea, I guess. Tea's going cold. Tea's going cold. Doesn't even feel hot. That's where I'm going to leave it. (laughs) (sighs) I do genuinely love this drama. I really enjoy watching it. We did just spend 48 minutes dragging it, but (laughs) I do in my heart actually love it. So I don't know why I'm like this. I think because I'm rooting for it so hard. Yeah. And they're not doing exactly what's in my heart and I am a petty person, I am going to disappear on an island for three days out of sheer pettiness. I'm counting to ten in my head right now, but like... Because they're not (laughs) doing what we want the drama to do. But you know when we get to ten, which is to say episode ten, we're going to be all in. 100%. Never going to let it go. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, if you also love this drama... Or also hate this drama. We're a little bit of A, a little bit of B. Mm-hmm, Send mm-hmm. us an email. Playonkpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you think. Yeah, we also have our um, website. Wow, that was hard for me to remember. It's playonkpodcast. Nope. Fuck. It's playonk.com. I'm s- doing a struggle. You can find a link to our Patreon there. You can comment on the episodes. We love to have you over there. You can sign up for newsletters. Uh, we announce when we're doing new dramas and talk about what else we've been watching. And it's a lot of fun. You can find us on Twitter. We are at Play on K, And there you can give us a short hey. Tell us what you're watching. Tell us what you think of the drama. Anything you like. We'd love to see you there. Yeah, we also have our podcast up on a couple of streaming sites. We're on Stitcher, Blueberry, Spotify, just about wherever you get your podcasts. So if you hop on over there, and then if you think about it, if you could drop a rating and a review, we would love it. And we... Maurice wants to say goodbye as well. (laughs) Goodbye, Mo. Yeah, we would absolutely love to hear from you there. It would help us get up there on the charts so that other people could find our little podcast. So we'd appreciate it to no end. Last, we're on Instagram, guys. Oh, yeah. We are at Play on K Podcast. Yeah, come on over. 
chat with us, follow us, look at our images. They're really fun. We've been having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Yeah, we've been connecting a lot on there. It's a delight. Welcome to Instagram. Us. Us. Let us welcome us to Instagram. Thank you, us. It's good to be here. <laughs> good, good to be here. Thank you. To us still. <laughs> Thank you, as always, to James Paul Hevel for our beautiful, wonderful theme song. We love it and we love you. We love it and we love you and we love all of you for listening. Thank you so much. And join us next week for the next four episodes of Uncontrollably Fond. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.